0: You are now now listening listening to to The War Report, Wednesday Night 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 War War. Room, with your host, host C-Dub.
1: It's your boy, the Walker. I I got my
2: boys with me.
0: Mike, Mike. G. -G. G -G. G -G.
2: Get your weight up, strength and
0: conditioning, development. Ice Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And And be real. real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? ready? Because we are now locked locked and loaded for the Wednesday night war. Let's go!
1: War Eagle, Auburn family, War Report family, everyone who's joining us live, welcome to one of the best shows, if not the best show on these internets. Welcome guys, join in, please do us a favor, smash the like button, drop a war eagle in the comments if you're Auburn family, if you're not, just drop your city, we want to hear from everyone out here, and please, please do us a solid, because we're dropping content on the regular, let people know that we're out here by sharing our video, if, you, if you're if you on Twitter, please share using at the war rapport, with the hashtag for this week's show, Hashtag TWR war room and hashtag get your weight up. They, we will appreciate that a lot as you're letting people know that we're out here dropping great Auburn content in the off season. Big, big war eagle to everybody in the comment section. Want to highlight a few people, man. Appreciate that, Philip Coleman, war damn eagle. Y'all make Wednesdays so much better. Actually, you make our Wednesdays so much better because Correct. we look forward to hanging out with you guys. It's always a pleasure. Appreciate that, War Eagle. Best show, no doubt. We appreciate that, man. We we it means a lot. Also, shout out. Uh oh, this is moving fast. Shout out to Jonathan Harris. We appreciate oh, that. The one Thank with King you. and Devin were awesome. They need to be they coaching were. at someone's school.
2: Yeah, we're advocating for that.
1: We're really pushing that. We're really <laughs> pushing that. Uh, Chris Todd as well. Uh, there's a few Auburn players who we feel will make excellent coaches. So yes, we're definitely we're definitely with you on that. Uh well yeah man we just we just appreciate everyone in the chat holling holling with us hanging out with us talking Auburn football guys how are y'all doing man uh, it's Wednesday it's all right.
0: you know what I'm saying it's, it's a long it's week warm, baby
1: it sounds like Monday
2: for some of you guys <laughs> <All right>.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yikes oh man so yeah I mean it's it's Wednesday um we are uh hearing that uh player meetings are going on this week so the coaches are meeting with the players this week I I assume to get feedback uh from their spring performances and you know I'm looking forward in the coming weeks uh to hearing how things are fleshing out in terms of some of these races so um you know we're going to get a lot of speculation about depth chart moving forward who's where on the depth chart uh so so this summer going into workouts this is everybody's chance, man, to get their weight up one last time before the fall. Indeed. once the fall gets here, it's got to be up. Your weight mm-hmm. has to be up, and you need to be ready to throw down because Penn State is our third game of the season. Deep. Third game, guys. I've heard that. It gets real. It gets real. <laughs> it gets real after after week three. <laughs> so, in case you were wondering. And I'm, I'm, I'm real excited
1: about, the kids who are not yet on campus, them getting on the campus and getting acclimated and just seeing who who pushes who, man, if those kids are able to make some noise, man. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that as well uh as we get into the summer, man. So yeah, man. Uh should we get started? Let's do that. Yeah, man, let's keep, we'll step in. Well Tomorrow is round one of the NFL draft. Of course, round two is on Friday, and then the subsequent rounds will be all day on Saturday. Um, So we have some Auburn guys who, of course, want to get drafted. We want them to get drafted. It makes Auburn look better when they do. Uh, Let's start with the first guy up, man. Uh, Y'all know who he is. One of our leading receivers from last year. Uh, One of our more productive receivers in previous years. That would be... Seth Williams. Now those are those are those of his numbers there um, from Pro Day. Actually, his when you look at, and of course, the, the article from AL.com showed his highest uh projection is third round by Sporting News. Uh the lowest round they had him going was fifth. That's by NFL.com and Pro Football Network. And according to ESPN's Todd McShay, He is rated as the number 165th overall prospect, which makes him the number 27th receiver, according to him. So he can rank; he can go anywhere from third to fifth. I've been seeing people make a lot of comments on where they think he may end up landing, but I want to bring it to our panel of guys and and hear from y'all based on what we've watched on film, seeing with him. Where do you think? Seth Williams can potentially go based on his ability, based on what we've seen him do at Auburn. Ike Jones, what you got?
3: Uh, I mean, I've always said that I thought he was going to be third, fourth round. Um, you know, I could even see him slipping into the fifth round. It just kind of depends on um, where the, re- so I don't know how many of you guys are super NFL fans out there in, um in, in our fandom um, or, or, Watch the draft. What you see happening is um, how guys move up and down in the draft is really dependent upon there starts to be a run on talent. Right. So like you'll see a bunch of people in a certain position group start going and then people be like, oh, crap, is somebody going to snatch the guy I thought was going to be there in the fourth round? Right. Mm -hmm. So if in the third round, you see a bunch of wide receivers start to come off the board. Seth Williams may come off the board a little bit earlier because somebody's going to want to jump up and make sure they can secure the guy they really want. Because Seth may be somebody who fits perfectly into that jump ball receiver, big body possession guy that they want. And if you see two or three of those go off the board, you're like, oh, man, he's he was like our fourth best receiver on the board. So if I see four receivers go, then I'm going to jump on that opportunity so I can see him going as early as the third round. um, But he's he's likely going to be a fourth or fifth round guy. If, if, if I were to give my estimations right now.
0: be Will, what you got, bro? I'd say fourth. Um, I think at the pro level, the the more of the profiles I've seen, people are kind of giving him some slack because of the passing game in general, not being mm-hmm. up to snuff. And to me, that says, okay, they're going to give him a pass for some, some of his production woes. Um, a couple of them would be uh, it's it's I mean, it's kind of like anything else we're talking about when it comes to football. One person is not the, the person to blame for everything. And that includes when you're not the person with the ball in your hand every play. You're counting on the guy with the ball in, in his hand or your coach to make it easier for you to get the ball and get production. And that wasn't easy for him last year or really the year before that. So um, everybody has taken note of his ability to leap, um, his hands, um, but also his struggle to separate. He can out jump you and fight you. It's like he he's going to make a better catch if you're on his hip than um, that's more likely than him actually running a crisp route and getting separated because he's not sudden enough or fast enough to just just depart from people. So um, he he's a mixed bag as far as uh, different profiles. But at the same time, when you see somebody with that type of athleticism, height, um, strength, leaping ability... The NFL loves athleticism, man. That I, I don't see him staying past four. I had some questions about um, his attitude at times and his mm-hmm. effort at times, but I haven't seen those concerns come up in the in the profiles, which is actually was, surprising. Yeah, I yeah. was like, "That's so, were y'all watching us? Like, did y'all did y'all miss that? Because that was I mean, my biggest worry for him. I mean, that's good for him. That's good, good for him. For him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want I don't want what went on here negatively to affect him because honestly, if I am a wide receiver, if I'm doing any job, no, forget football. If I'm doing any job and somebody else is making it very hard for me to do my job and making me look bad, I'm going to be as pissed as he was on the sideline versus South Carolina. Guaranteed. So I understand that. But I also know that the NFL players, uh, the the scouts and the coaches, they look down on that stuff negatively. So they may say, look, we don't care what's going on, man. You might have, um, you know. The the you might who was what's this, the guy's name who was through all the picks for the the Bills and like two starts? Peterman. Peterman might be your quarterback. What you gonna do? You gonna fight him? No, you're not. You're just gonna go back to the sideline or get back on the field and run your next route and get missed. And uh, that's gonna be it. So I'm, I'm I am am surprised that, that they didn't dock him for that, but I'm glad they didn't because he gets a chance to start over with some professionals and some people who um, I think will be holding the offense a lot more accountable um, for his sake. So Fourth, I'm with Ike. I say fourth. Fourth, fourth is kind of like best and worst. I mean worst, he could slide to sixth or seventh, but man, those measurables are very, very good. His measurables are too good to pass up on. So now I'm feeling like fourth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling like fourth to B. Um I'm 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 really feeling that way. And and we got before we get to, to Mike G, Mike G's got some some stats and some some info he would like to, <laughs> to read out. But before I get to him, I think some of his information may address some of the comments I've seen. Shout out to Walt. We appreciate you, buddy. Um, he didn't understand self-leaving, thinking he actually could have benefited from another year staying at Auburn, um, perhaps even moving up as high as the second round, which is a possibility. Yeah. Um with that, Mike G, like what what are your thoughts, man? What have you been seeing? What what kind of what what you got, what you got sitting over there? Some some stats you got.
2: Well, uh, first of all, I can't. I disagree with Brian's assessment of Seth Williams strongly. Um, I I think that he is. Uh, he's got a. He's sitting here on a fourteen point five percent drop rate, which in this draft is not good. Uh, he's got some drops that he has to answer for. Now we talked about the mental part. I wonder with them not having a combine, did they if they went through the same sort of interviews they would have gone through. They did at the combine, they did. right? Yeah, like you know, and, and how that process may have changed a little bit Uh, because what we know is is that it's intense, right? They ask you a lot of questions, they dig into your personal life, and when they look at the film, you got to have answers, man. And we and we in our chop it ups, we've 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 looked at some of these drops, wide open game changing drops, just weren't good. Uh, You know, he's got a thirty percent contested catch rate, that's low versus his peers, man, in this draft. So, like, you know, for me, I think fourth round, anything higher than fourth round, somebody's really seeing something that is not there currently but could be, right? I mean, anything higher than, than, than fourth round, you're drafting on potential. And uh, with the receivers that are available in this draft, I don't even really think you need to do that. So, to me, he's a fifth or sixth rounder. Um, you know, he struggles to get separation down the field, um, and, and, again, with a 30% contested catch rate and 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 struggling to get separation life in the nfl is going to be pretty hard for you so like you know he's got some measurables he's got some athleticism um now i I read like pro football focus had an interesting write-up on 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 seth right uh you know they say he's a gifted leaper and he makes some absurd catches these are under his pros right Mm -hmm. um you know he's got a special highlight reel which you you know i think that that's that stuff again check mark i'm not arguing that uh, defensive backs bounce off him uh he generates yards after the catch I, you know I, I think that that's accurate as well too i've seen him drag receivers down the field now will he be able to do that in the NFL well yeah maybe you know, uh but but you know everybody is strong it's, and if not stronger than what you faced in, in, in college um the third point was that the his production waned essentially because the QB left a ton of yards on the field for him with inaccurate throws so they're pretty much just saying that his production could have been higher um, if he had just gotten you know ball placement had been better. Um, to and to be clear, to be clear, that's not you saying that, right? Yeah, this is pro football focus. Is right up, right? <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, and right. then he dropped nearly 15 pounds of bad weight from 2019 to 2020. Uh, and that listen, that's that's hard for a football player. Yeah, that's hard for a football player, yeah. right? Dropping 15 pounds a bad weight, right? Um, uh, Some of these guys do struggle to get their weight down and play at a lighter weight. And so, you know, when you're trying to drop weight and maintain muscle uh, that could be very, very difficult. So, um, you know, a commitment to his strength and conditioning is going to look very good for him. Now on the con side, um, they're saying he's neither sudden nor fast, and struggles to separate down the field, which I absolutely agree with. Yeah. Um, his only answers for press coverage are with his upper body and strong, stronger corners ate him up. Uh, he lets defenders keep their hands on him way too much. Uh, and his physicality doesn't translate to the catch point. Uh, nine contested catches on 30 such targets in 2020. Right. So, you know, I, I just don't think I mean when you look at the pros versus the cons, I you know, I think I to me he's he's an average receiver in this draft. I think that he'll get drafted. But, you know, I'm not seeing anything particularly special, right? Like, uh, and and that's not meant to be a shot at Seth. You know, I I think he did some good things here at Auburn. I I disagree with anybody who says that he would have benefited from another year here, though. I think it was time for him to go and get into uh, uh, an NFL-type strength and conditioning program. There was no guarantee that he was going to get the ball enough, you know, in this new system and risk injury. For another year, I just, I just don't think I don't think he would have benefited enough from from another year, I, and I, that goes for almost all our receivers.
0: Mm, I I don't know if I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't at all. Actually, yeah, no, I, I think it would help him. I think it would help him because what he was what he would be ready to learn. The same way we've said we're glad that Tank is going to get to be in this offense is you're going to learn a system um, um, with not only pro style concepts where you're being held to a higher standard as far as blocking goes. Because he was, everything that he wasn't great at, he could have gotten better at. Now, I don't think you couldn't, that's skill-wise. I don't think you're going to get quick twitch ability if you don't have it. You're not. He's not going to get that magically out of nowhere. And the same thing goes for, um, he's not going to come back running a 4-3-5 just because he stayed another year. You know, he's not going to get that. But I think the difference is when you, as you said, he's he's got average draft stock. What else could improve that draft stock but coming back to learn more, being more mentally prepared to play the game at the next level? And he could have gotten that if he had stayed. Now, I agree with you always that if you're not going to improve your stock astronomically, don't risk another season of laying out for uh, a two-wide pass and cracking your ribs because he did, did that like three times. And okay. Canyon did that in A-Day. So, I mean, hey, yeah. you know what? So don't don't risk it here if you don't think the offense— um is going to well without trying to sugarcoat it. If you don't think Bo Nix is going to put you in better situations as the guy who has the ball in his hands, then no, don't go. And that would have been that's that would again that would have been what I thought. I'm not going to put my my body at risk if I can't guarantee that the guy throwing the ball is going to help me make my job easier. And I don't think you could guarantee that even with the change of coach. So I agree that he should have. Gone, but I still think he could have improved on a lot of things outside of flashy production if he had come back.
2: Yeah, I just I'm here. Where I'm at is if he had come back a year another year, I wouldn't have been upset about it. But I think he had more lose in the game by coming back, right? I think That's that all the receiver. I think that all the receivers have more lose in the game than coming back in the first year of a system where the offense arguably may regress in year one. No, no, no. It won't regress. It
0: won't be worse than what we saw last year. That's impossible.
1: I mean, I think I, I think it's I, a, I think it's I'm a saying. risk to come back, uh, giving possible injury. Bo, we don't know if he actually makes the next step. I mean, it is a risk in that regard. Right. Or if he's even quarterback at the end end of work. the season. <laughs> well, you know who, who knows. But my thing is, is that there are some things that he could learn in this offense that he was not being taught, and and I think to B's point, it's almost a mixed bag. If you do come back, you do learn some things, but of course, these people want to see production out of you based on you getting the ball and Nick, granted they can judge you um right. even in spite of that but I, I I think it's a mixed bag with him it's a risk but I think he does learn a few things
2: yo Seth is one of those in-between players for me right like he did some good you know he could have done better uh he could be I mean I think you, you can make an argument that anybody could improve if they stayed my my argument is about what the likelihood of him improving in this new system would have been yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I don't think personally that it would have been great enough because it's too much. that's not in his control. Right. I think yeah, you go now.
3: I, I still I, I disagree with that completely. It's a it's a completely different route tree. It's a completely different system. That's pro style concepts. You have to learn how to play the position. And he has not learned how to play the position for three years. You look at Self Williams as a freshman to Self Williams as a junior. He's essentially the same player, a few pounds uh, lighter. His productivity dipped last year. Some of that's because the um, there were less games. Um, but being in a pro-style system prepares you for the NFL much more. Him having the same skills with better knowledge of the game allows him to get drafted higher. It's a risk-reward thing because you don't, at the time when he made the decision, I was 100% on board with it because it did make a lot of sense. You didn't even know who the new coach was going to be. Um, so he went ahead and made the decision he needed to. His draft stock, absent of injury, absolutely would have been higher with another year in a better system, though. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. yeah, the injury risk is 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 too much for a player of his measurables, though. Like, you know, I mean, again, he gets injured. He's not going pro at all. In my book, if he, if he gets injured in he's his fourth year, injury. he's not he's, he's yeah, he's not playing football at all. So you don't risk that you go.
3: I mean, again, you could say that for any player. I'm talking about. You said he does; he has nothing to gain. I, that's what I fundamentally disagree with. He absolutely has millions of dollars to gain initially on his rookie contract to be able to go. The difference between a fourth or fifth round contract and a second or third round contract is hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of dollars over the life of that contract. Yeah, but that's the likelihood, but
2: but the likelihood that he would do that in the first year very of very high, system, very low, very high, very no, low, that, very so low And this is Fundamentally disagree. That's yeah, just very maximum. low. And this system yeah. with with this quarterback and, and, and what potentially after what we saw at a day, I don't, I don't think so at all. You yeah. you you can't say that and say that we
3: haven't developed wide receivers in the last couple of years and say he has the first opportunity he's ever had to get true development at the position and think that that's not something that's going to gain. Yeah, if he had
2: more than money. one year
3: left. You don't if, need a ton of time to be able to learn how to play the position. As somebody who has his talent level, you don't need a ton of time. Yeah, if he I disagree, works hard.
2: You that. I disagree. He's gone. He agrees. All these receivers essentially were I on mean, the same he page. He is gone about yes. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's all the, all the receivers were on the same page about this, though, right? Like, I, I don't think none that can of be them knew
3: who Coach Harson was when they right. left. That's yeah, not, I mean, yeah. That, that, well, well, I, well I agree about Harson, but, but,
2: but it made their decision easier to leave. Schwartz said that in an interview. Right, Schwartz said, "Listen, man, you uh, know, with in a new system, my decision to leave got a lot easier." Right, he so said they all that felt because similar.
3: the coach got fired, not because Brian Harson was hired. That's there's still completely different things. Like that's a completely different thought, and idea separate and apart from the concept of will he get a better chance to learn a pro system with this new coach, and will that improve his draft stock? Schwartz and them deciding to leave because the coach got fired and they're like, well, it's going to be like me starting over. That's a different thought altogether, whether or not this is a better situation for him as a receiver. It's a better situation for any receiver to be in this system. One year, two years, doesn't matter. Why would somebody who is draft eligible come down and want to play for Derek Mason on defense? And he's a a, a DB. He could have gone to the draft,
2: too. He has an opportunity to learn under a that's system. Not, yeah, on, on defensive that's, offense, that's not the same thing. There's there's it, there, that, 100% that's the false It's the same thing. Right, yeah. How because, is that yeah because on the offensive side, you need somebody to throw you the ball. And you're talking about the mental and the learning. And I'm telling you, he can learn all that in, in mini camp. He can pick a lot of that up in minicamp. I'm talking about level.
3: dollars for a draft position. I'm not talking about whether he can learn something.
2: You can't earn new dollars in mini camp. Oh, you can't That's earn any dollars if you get hurt either. So when you encompass all of it, the risk is just too great. He went. Yeah. Okay. He well, went. We Disagree. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Seth those, those are two. Me. Those are two schools of thoughts. Yeah. Thought.
1: Right. He could. He could come back, increase his stock, or in some people's case, like Mike G, doesn't does not necessarily increase his stock either. Do through
2: injury or whatever the case may be.
1: Yeah. Two schools think of when thoughts, you take, when you just take the
2: totality your- of it, right. When you take the totality of it, it's not hard to understand why he made the decision. Didn't right? say that
3: either. You're right. making completely yeah. different points tonight. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Like. but
2: I'm, I'm not saying that he gained nothing from coming back. What I was saying was is, is that the pros no, that's, outweigh that's, the that's cons actually, in terms of staying. That's, that's out-
3: actually exactly what you said. Okay, okay so, you so then let me letter.
2: correct it. So then let me <laughs> correct it. The pros out out uh, do not outweigh the cons when it comes to coming back. So you go. That's how you make any decision in life. The pros don't outweigh the cons. Yeah, okay. Well, I said we disagree. That's fine. Like, I don't know
3: why you keep trying to make me agree with you. I just disagree. This cool. is fine. And with and with that, <laughs> it's good for let's Wednesdays. move to
1: the next wide receiver that we may disagree on. Well, we, we may be all in agreement here. We'll 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 just see. Let's talk about Anthony. And we see a lot of you guys' questions uh, and comments. Listen, we got we got some people we want to talk about in depth. So if we don't get to your comments, forgive us. But we got a lot of we got some people to talk about. Because the draft does begin tomorrow. The next guy up is Anthony Schwartz. Mm. Those are his numbers. Now, according to ESPN, they actually have him with the highest rank uh, round projection at the second round. He could possibly go second round. Now, the lowest was fifth by both CBS Sports and Pro Football Focus. Now, according to ESPN's Todd McShay, he is rated as the number 72nd overall prospect, which puts him at the number 11th wide receiver. And those are his numbers. Of course, he had a very impressive pro day at Auburn. So guys, what are your thoughts about this guy? Talking about flash here. He has he has perhaps the widest window of any of the draft prospects as to where he could potentially land. But what what say you what do you what do you think Flash could potentially end up and what, what, what does the ceiling look like for him?
3: Yo, what's up? This your man, Ike Jones with The War Report, and you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you get check out our other content while you're there, facts and all, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Building Rapport, are Going Strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. I mean, I think a smart team takes them second or third round, um, There there are just things about. So the the idea that Anthony Schwartz is just a speed guy, I think, is one of the most ridiculous things um, that has been perpetuated over and over and over again, even by Auburn fans. Um, But you can't coach being that fast. You just can't. Like, I don't I don't care how many times you go out there and run your 40. You will never be as fast as Anthony Schwartz is on a bad day. It's just not a thing. Right. And. He runs his routes well. He understands his responsibilities on most plays. The only question that I have about Anthony Schwartz is durability. If he is able to stand up to the rigor of getting hit often, Anthony Schwartz is going to be a guy that when you put him on the field, he changes your offense completely just because of the threat of his speed. He doesn't even have to catch a single pass. You just need to know that the DBs have to respect the fact that if you turn your head, He's 40 yards down the field before you blink. Um, And so a smart GM will look at his film and say, this guy can do some things in the way that he releases off the line, the way he stacks the DB when he gets into certain positions, the way he understands, even in a limited system, the way he understands what his role and responsibility is on a a particular play. Um, Again, the only question I have about him is durability, but second or third round is where I think he should be able to go. Um, and and do well he's got good hands he's just a natural catcher of the football
0: um yeah i don't know I, second or third round B? I um i say the same thing second or third um um the the profiles that i've looked at have him they're they're grading him saying they saw the improvement um year to year even when he got hurt in year two which was 2019 um he was. Now, I don't want to say surprisingly sure-handed. One of the profiles I saw, they they made note that he double-clutched some passes at times, which means he kind of has to, like, it takes them a, to gather. Yeah. Um, but that's not a terrible thing if you hold on to the ball. And he did hold on to the ball. He had less drops than, than Seth Williams did. So I don't, I don't really see too much downside. I, I really feel bad for these guys that they weren't in an offense that could really showcase their talents. Like, that's... Reading their profiles man, looking looking at what we've seen from them from the last three years it's just how did we not just go bananas on offense with these guys here man and I feel bad for them because we we've probably cost them a, a few million dollars and they're going to have to put in five years of hard work, not that they wouldn't anyway, but man, they could be a few million richer going into yeah. the NFL than then they're going to be now they're going to have to show it all after the fact but you're on the 427? Listen, man, you're going to get something. He's he's not going to be wanting, that's for sure. I don't see him going past third round because 4-2-7, um, he hasn't been incredibly dogged by injuries. He's been, you know, he's had some some nicks and bruises, but he's not injury prone, I would say. And he's too fast and sure-handed enough to make a difference immediately. Somebody who loves speed. Las Vegas, of course, Kansas City. Um, I'm trying to think of some other offenses that that value Taking the top off I can't think of any right now But He's gonna go Look, Everybody does there, There's everybody nobody does. Who
3: can't use A really fast receiver On their team
0: But also People have struck out Because they drafted guys Who weren't really Good receivers They were just fast Like I think of John Ross a John right. Ross was just fast and, and,
3: and that's what Everybody wants to make Him out to be I right. just don't think That that's him
0: hmm. Yeah I say, right. I say Second or third I say third At the absolute lowest I would be surprised If he's still on the board In the fourth round Um, I got
1: I think he's going to go mid to late third Um, me personally I think he'll go mid to late third and 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 I agree with Ike the question is with him is about his his durability Um, and again it's it's not a 12 game season it's seven it's 16 right so you want a guy who's who's that's that speed ain't no good if he's on the sideline so you you want to see if he can last uh, and and
2: hopefully that changes at the next level but Mike G what you got bro? You know, I think Schwartz is probably the most intriguing of of the, uh, the guys on the draft board for Auburn, right? Like he, um, you know, when you look at, depending on who you're talking to, as high as second, as low as sixth or seventh, right? Uh, Jonathan mentioned pro football focus. I mean, they gave him a sixth round grade, um, but, but while saying some really, really positive things about him. Um, so I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, you know, third or fourth round. Uh, you know, when you look at the guys, uh, who are getting draft, who are first round picks, right. Um, they, they all have like a certain, they all have certain measurables that, you know, Swartz may not have. Now he is the fastest guy in this draft and it's not even a debate. Right. Like, uh, he's the fastest receiver in this class period. Right. Um, but, uh, for him to be the fastest, right, and and still the range of of, of where people think, you know, I think it's going to depend a lot on who's on the board uh, because you've got like in the top ten, you've got who's sitting there, you've got Jamar Chase, you've got Devonte Smith, and you've got Jalen Waddle, right? Uh, Jalen Waddle has elite speed. Um, Jamar Chase is a complete receiver. Um, although they do note in his draft profile that he benefited a lot from a lot of perfectly placed ball by balls by Joe Burrow um smith kind of the same deal right um but you know for for schwartz uh i I think ike is right i think that he is a better route runner than he got credit for um you know he was uh he was definitely underutilized um and if you are a an nfl gm i'm just thinking you're looking at this guy and thinking if he can stay healthy and we can and he is can be a pure route runner he's dangerous I mean, he's a really dangerous guy in space with the ball. And we saw that when he got loose on speed sweeps. And, you know, I mean, if you got him the ball in space, he can make guys miss. He had more than just straight line speed, right? He could he took really good angles and could beat guys to the corner. Um, you know, but the, but the draft is a funny thing. So where I think he goes and where he'll actually go, ugh, I mean, I just, I, I think that he's got second round talent. But I believe he's a fourth rounder in reality when I look at his peers in this draft. So, you know, they had an interesting write-up. They say they say that he's the fa- – Pro Football Focus says he's the fastest receiver in this class. Um, his one-step hesitation release works well. Uh, and he has agility to go with his speed, which is really good uh, for this guy. And <laughs> they wrote – this as a positive. It's a really strange comment. But they put – they wrote, hung out to drive by his QB – so many missed opportunities where Schwartz got open deep. And I think that that's really just kind of an excuse for if you're looking at his numbers and you're saying his production wasn't great, here's why. But he did his job and got open. Yeah. Right. right. So so he was completely underutilized. Um, now, their cons, I don't know that I agree with their cons. They said that he's not a receiver, no feel for route running or ball skills. I completely disagree with that. Um, right. His speed zapped when you get hands on him, not great at getting them off either. Uh, thin and no physical aspect to his game. Mm, you know, I can't really say I argue with that. And not really a tackle breaker, right? Gets yak uh, v- via forcing bad angles, which is a positive to me. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> right like, so I, I don't really that's, understand. That's 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 those those are comment.
3: manufactured negatives though. Like yeah. he's, okay, he's slim. So yes, guys who are physical are going to push him around. But you could literally say that about any slim receiver. But the problem is how easy is that to do? He's, right. he's fast enough and he has good enough get off at the line it ain't like you you act like that's an easy thing to do right for a guy that had like it's not even just his top end speed like right. he he gets to his top end really quickly like if you look at his his splits on his on his runtime like he's just he's just fast bro like so like he's fast and quick
2: yep. so well 10.09 hundred meter Right, you have to get to your top end speed pretty quickly, right? <laughs> yeah, like and and for it, context, right? a yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred
3: meter dash, right? Like, how, what's the, what's the, uh, what, what does a hundred yards equate to in meters? Like, if somebody can do the math
0: on that, right? I don't know. Like yeah, I don't know. The <laughs> it's, it's, bring it,
3: what, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is he can almost run the length of a football field in less than
2: 15 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I mean, he's fast. And I agree, like, nope, everybody's trying to get faster at the NFL. You know, look at Tyreek Hill. You know, you get a guy like Tyreek Hill, and then you put him in a system that creates space for, for receivers to operate, and then you pair him with a quarterback that can get him the ball at almost any point on the field, and he's dangerous. Now, is Tyreek Hill still Tyreek Hill playing with Baker Mayfield Right. Or, or you're just says that's one
3: hundred and nine point three, six, one
2: yards. So in a yeah.
3: so hundred meters, he could run the length of a football field in less than 12 seconds.
2: It's fast. Less man. Than 10, like that's crazy. Yeah, he's yeah. fast. And when you look at the deep balls where we did get hit him, man, he was gone. Yeah. He completely oh, yeah. smoked the defender like five, six oh, yards. Oh, uh, you know. So I just think there's there's room for that on a team. You know, you get them, you train them, you maybe put a little bit of weight on him, but you don't want to slow him down, right? And, and that's the balance that you got. Getting bigger while also keeping speed is a challenge that 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 you have to weigh in their strength and conditioning, right? You still want them to be fast, but you want them to be durable because he's got to be able to take a hit, right. right, and stay on the field. Now, when we talked to Devin, Devin talked about, hey, hey, listen, if you get drafted third round or higher they expect you to 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 contribute immediately or by year two.
3: I think he said by year two or three, they expect you to be a
2: starter, starter, right? Yeah. And so um, I think that the durability question may come into play when they're evaluating him, because if he is, if you're hurt, hurt guys don't play, they don't contribute, you know, and you know, he played half a season with a club on his hand as a receiver here. You know, he had some leg issues, Right. You know, he didn't know catastrophic injuries, but he was hurt enough that it limited his production. And for a speed guy, that matters. Right. Right. So, like, I, you know, I, I think I'm I'm so intrigued by Anthony Schwartz. I actually think that he should be the first player off the board for Auburn. But Probably just depending. Yeah. But, it's but yeah. him and Sherwood, actually, the, from what I'm looking at the. Mons. Yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to get to Sherwood. But like, uh, you know, I, I I I hope and pray my 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 Christmas wish for Anthony Schwartz is is that he gets 30 deep ball catches for Christmas next year, right? Like, I just want to see him beating DBs and catching balls deep all year long, right? Like, you know, he, he deserved that, man. He, he busted his ass getting behind receivers, and, and we failed to get him the ball a lot. Um, he should have left Auburn probably as one of the best receivers we ever had with the speed that he had. You know, and hopefully he goes to a team that knows how to utilize his talent because uh, the last thing I would want to see is him go to a team. The blessing and him getting taken in the later rounds is he might actually go to a good system yeah. true. rather than getting taken by a bad team. I, you know, and, yeah. and, and, you know, uh, I talked a little bit about the millions of dollars that are traded off from round to round. You know, a uh, last pick in the first round and first pick in the second round, that's millions of dollars lost falling to the second round. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, honestly, you know, if he can if he if he outperforms his rookie contract, we see there are big dollars there for speed guys in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, I'm high on, I'm Ohio Schwartz. Hope he stays healthy, man. I mean, yeah. and, and that will
1: that will ensure that he can outperform that rookie deal and and get more money and become uh, a respectable receiver. Um, so, yeah, we've seen guys in the comments who are, you know, we've heard some people say first we've we've heard mixed rounds uh again I, we're thinking he's somewhere around anywhere between second and fourth uh between the guys here but again we still want to hear from you guys before we before we go to the to the to the break uh my g with everything we want to ask you guys a question posted by james here shout out to him he's one of our subscribers does schwartz have to be a good run route runner with all that speed just seeing him blow by guys we just didn't have the qb to throw it to him I mean, I think he does need to be a good route runner yeah, because absolutely. there are some fast guys in the NFL, too. It's not he's not in college no more. This is the next level. But I want to hear from you guys.
3: I mean, he's got Olympian speed, so he doesn't have to be. But the better he gets at running routes, the longer he stays in the NFL and the more that they're able to utilize him in different ways that aren't just go routes. He He's going to turn into the same thing he was at Auburn, which is a guy who's just getting tired running up and down the field over and over again because he's running clearing routes for people. Um, And a lot of those guys who have that Olympic type speed, that's what they end up being in the NFL because they never learned how to be... Really, what's most important for him is being able to get out of breaks quickly. Like he doesn't necessarily need to be a guy who's running like a bunch of variety of routes. He just needs to be able to run the comeback route really well. Mm -hmm. If he can get Mm -hmm. to the top end of his speed get out of that break and then uh, be available, he'll catch a, he'll, he'll, he'll be open I, unless they bracket him. He'll be open every play because the DB's already going to have to play so far off of him. Uh, if they try to bump him and he gets free, that's, that's taillights. If they're playing a, uh, you know, a, a loose coverage on him because they don't want to get blown by and he can threaten deep and then put the brakes on, he'll be wide open. So that's really, that's the, the biggest thing he's going to have to learn how to do, which they, again, I fault the the way that we utilized him here. um, He's just going to have to learn how to do that. If he can get out of the breaks cleanly, he'll be open 80% of the time. Just catch it.
2: Mm. Yes, yes. The answer is yes. He needs to learn how to
1: run routes. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Seeing some guys, I mean, I'm seeing you mention two guys left that you've been mentioning heavy. We're going to talk about one of them, and that is... Mr. Sherwood, Ah, Damian, Damian Sherwood. Now those are, those are his measurables there. And according to CBS sports, they gave him the highest rank uh, around that he could was projected to go to is fourth round. Uh, The lowest is the sixth, according to the athletic, according to ESPN's Todd McShay, he is rated the 187th overall prospect, making him the number 14th safety in this draft. Those are his numbers there. So, guys, what say you? I'll, I'll actually switch it up
0: and start with B. Will first. Sherwood is... So, w- w- what I like about Sherwood and, and Britt, I know we'll get to Britt, is that they have what seem to be breeding on the defensive side of the ball as just a tenacity for hitting. Like, they they like kidding. And it was really fun to see both of them and in particular Jerry Wood and Sherwood and, and um, Ike always talked about him during the season that he's going to talk to you. Which yeah. is, is was one oh, of the greatest sure. things about him. Man. I mean, I like if you're going to perform then <laughs> you get the right to talk. That's always how I felt about it. I don't want to, oh, you know, that sportsmanship. Oh, who cares about sportsmanship? Man, listen, this is a game. It's going to end when the time is off the clock. Have your fun. If you're not costing your team, if you're not getting penalties thrown on you, was a little chirping. A little chirping's cool, and and he just had that that salt in his game. Um, I didn't get a great impression just watching him, um, when he was playing for us of exactly what type of player he was because he played reserve a lot. Like his first season and a half, he he wasn't the starter, and that was that was. It's not that I didn't think he had the talent. That's why it was so surprising that he went after this year. I thought next year was going to be that's the year you show. That's the year that that you put everything on display um so it was a surprise that he went but going back and looking at the evaluations of him they don't they're not high on him in really any way honestly like they they're like oh well, he he talks well um he likes to hit which is the one pro that, that everybody brings up about and that's the one um good thing that everybody's consistent on but like listen he's going to play some zone in the NFL uh, he'll be a nickel and they're like, I don't, you know, he's, he'll be fine. And that surprises me because I think a lot of coaches, they, they look at the measurables. His measurables are good, not great. There's nothing about him that jumps off the, the, the screen as far as measurables go. But if you just watch them play, man, like I want somebody who wants it that much. Like that means something to me when it comes to anything, especially something like football, where you have to commit physically and mentally. The fact that he's so committed physically... I like that. Like, I, I just, mm-hmm. I, I like how he played. And that doesn't mean that others are going to be high on him. But what I do know is that there's going to be a defensive coach somewhere that goes, nah, I like I like that guy right there. It's not going to be because he's the, the rangiest guy or he has, he can cover the most ground. It's going to be because if I need him to cover this tight end that's coming out, that he's not going to be scared to go down there and take his legs out. And that's why I think he will get drafted. That's why I think he'll have a job. And barring injuries while well, he'll make it to a second contract, too, because he's committed to playing the game completely, physically and mentally.
1: Uh comment here that I love. I I I Ike has alluded to it. Uh, I love this about it. Some people don't like this, but Sherwood is the same dude. I'm in your face, I'ma talk trash. You're gonna see me every play. Like I just I I'ma miss that for sure in our secondary. Because I just love that. That was almost the part that made me smile in games when we were down, like Sherwood's still in dude's face like and he like he don't pay attention to the scoreboard. So I love that. But I also see a lot of people's comments about where he could potentially project at the next level. And I'm hearing a lot of linebacker or outside linebacker. Uh, I, uh, I what, you, what what say you, man, um, do you, what do you think the possibilities are for Sherwood at the next level?
3: Uh, I mean, he's a box safety right now. I mean, people are saying nickel just because they don't want him to be on the outside and they don't feel like he's ranging enough to be a safety. But like uh, guys who are coming downhill and who can help in the box against the run, um, like if they're going to put him in uh, in in special, he, he's going to make the league off of specialty packages. Right. So like when they want to go to, you know, a nickel or they want to go to a dime defense and they still want to be stout against the run and be multiple that's probably how he's going to make the league. He's a little too small to be a linebacker. Yeah. He's a tweener. He's and that's 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 really the the issue with a lot of uh people making pro projections is those people who are tweeners. Like somebody who's they're too small to be this but they're too slow to be this and they're too this to be this and too. And I just think that when you look at something like a, a Jabril Peppers is an example for somebody who they didn't know what to do with Jabril, but he became a guy who You can put him on the field and he can do a bunch of stuff. And so an inventive defensive coach is going to allow you to get into the game and it's like, all right, cool. Now you have no idea what we're lined up in because, yeah, we got five DBs on the field, but this guy's actually a linebacker in this position and he's going to be able to do this. And then we're going to switch and drop him back on the next play. It allows you to be multiple. And I think that he's a guy who can can do that for a team. If he gets on the right team, Mm -hmm. he's likely going to start off doing a lot of special teams. Yeah um and and getting in on sub packages um but definitely a box safety could could convert to I've heard some you know people talk about he bulked up a little bit could convert to a linebacker outside linebacker type of guy um but but that's where he's going to be he's going to be a downhill box safety type so
1: okay and I like I like this post by Damian uh talking about Darren Bates uh added some weight ended up playing linebacker for several seasons so just depends uh is yeah.
3: it, he's gonna have to put on I, like 15 to 20 pounds though and like is he gonna like he's already slow like is he gonna be able to <laughs> yeah. Stay, you know? yeah yeah he's slow for he's slow
2: for a DB right yeah, he's fast sure. for a linebacker
3: but you know uh I don't know we'll see
2: my G what you got bro Sherwood is a baller yeah just flat out man he just plays i ball. love it. i love he, his game he uh, he he had 71 attempted tackles last season and he only missed four he doesn't miss Right. Like, so if he's coming to tackle you, you're going down. I think there's a lot of value in that at the next level. So, uh, you know, that will get looked at. I mean, his, 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 uh, his, his form tackles, right. Like his, his, his tackle technique is something that's going to shine off the page to everybody evaluating him. So I said that Schwartz, you know, I thought Schwartz could be the first one off the board, but the truth is is that Jamie Sherwood is probably the best all around player for Auburn in this draft. Right. Um, Football Focus has an interest. They gave him a third-round grade. Um, they said that he uh, is, has the new-age overhang linebacker skill set, uh, and he'll be perfect for a team with a defined box safety, uh, to Ike's point about box safety. Um, elite combo of size and explosiveness. Lab created box safety traits. Lights-out tackler. No problem manning up on tight ends. Easy for him. He can flip his hips and run the seam. Smooth athlete, right? Right. Mike g, wasn't it you? We we talked
1: offline. Wasn't it him who had only four missed tackles?
2: Yeah, four missed tackles on seventy-one attempts. On yeah. seventy-one attempts. Yeah. So I mean, he. I mean, he. He's just. I mean, he just balls right. Like he. He has a. He has an, He has a nose for the football. Whenever there was a tackle to be made, Jamie and Sherwood was around. For sure. Right. And it's something that I think it's it, that instinctively some guys do. That just they know how to find the football. He's one of those guys who just knows how to find the football. And it's hard to teach somebody. You could teach people how to play in be in position on a play, but some guys just know where the football is gonna be. And you don't need to teach them that, right? So it doesn't even yeah. matter. Even if it's a bad play call, he's gonna find the football. You know, uh yeah. So I and then when he gets there, he just doesn't miss. So, you know, going to a team that understands where to put him because to Ike's point, right, he's kind of, he's slow for safety, but then fast for a linebacker. And, you know, you need to go to a team that knows what box to put him in. So he's either going to play at the weight that he is and try to get faster, or he's going to put on weight, play a little slower and and move the linebacker, right? Um, But there's a lot there for uh, a team that knows what they're doing to work with. You know, uh, because he can just, he just has great technique and, you know, you, you're going to be, you should be able to utilize his skill set effectively if you know what you're doing. My only hope, my only worry is that he goes to a team that just doesn't know what they're doing. Right. You know, like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's the worry with every guy. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he doesn't ball at the next level, I blame whatever team took. Him. Thank you for listening to the War Report podcast. You can support us by visiting our merchandise store. You can find links to the merchandise store on Facebook and the about section on our YouTube channel. If you would like access to more premium content, visit us on YouTube and click join to become an insider. War Eagle. And now back to more of the show. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely I mean, you could say that
3: I think the only person who, you know, though I think Sherwood's probably the most well-rounded because he's that tweener type, and we're going to talk about another tweener here in just a minute. Um, the only person who absolutely translates to the next level, regardless of what team you're, you're going to put him on, this is going to surprise everybody that I'm going to say this is Seth Williams, because though he's not got, he doesn't though he doesn't have really great separation skills. You can't really like somebody who's a possession type receiver. You can put him in any offense. And if your quarterback is in trouble, you can just throw the ball up to him. Right. It's like, all right, great. I don't know what I'm doing, but, for, for whatever we want to say about Bo Nix, Bo Nix knew that much. If I'm in trouble, just look for 18 out there. He got to be down there somewhere. Let me just throw it in <laughs> his area code and no hope he can key. come down with it. Which I think that kind of, you know, being able to do that and not drop a ton of those, he's got to work a little bit on the drops. But I think he's one of those guys where it's like he, you really can't miss with him. How many years he stays in the league will be determined by how well he learns the game at the position. But Sherwood is one of those guys he goes to the right coach and he's in the right system. He's going to be a problem on Sundays consistently because his motor does not stop. Even if we're losing, I'm still going to come out here and I'm going to smack somebody the very next play. And I'm going to let them know that I smacked him the very next play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are two teams I think that fit really well for him. One is the bills because, Following um Carolina for as long as Cam was with them. I know McDermott, that's where uh McDermott came from. He's the head coach of the Bills right now. They pulled a lot of guys from FCS, from group of five teams. They are not, they were not the flashiest guys. They were not guys like, what's his name? Josh Norman. Josh Norman didn't come from. It's like, listen, they they Sean McDermott was looking for a certain type of guy, and that fire and that determination that Sherwood has was a big part of it. Also knowing where to be consistently. Sure, tackling it's like listen, man. He he. There are plenty of NFL coaches and and defensive schemes that fit him. It's just that you have no idea what else those teams need and how the rest of the draft is going to shake out. So he could go as high as four. Honestly, he could also go as low as undrafted and get a call right after that. So th- there's just no telling. No telling. I think he could gonna... sneak into the third
3: round. Honestly, like I I definitely think Jamie and Sherwood could sneak into the third round if the team who if they're looking for something specific in the type of box safety he is, he's the perfect fit. And yeah. he could definitely sneak in to be a third rounder I b- because he is that tweener though. I, I would project him probably be fourth or fifth, but fourth.
1: He, that's where I got him. That's where I got him. Um, right before, before let's wrap him up uh, so we can get, get to the next guy. You, b you had him at what round? Ah, uh, shoot.
0: I got him four. I got him four.
1: you got him fourth. Yeah. What about
2: you, my G? I got him three. I think you got him
0: three. I
1: just,
2: yeah, I just think he'll he'll somebody'll take a chance on him before the fourth round.
1: Hey, I hope you're right, man. I hope they all go as early as possible. Um, so we we got two four to four to fifths, a four and a three. So want to hear from you guys. We we see some of y'all uh, pushing for some of your favorite squads to get them. We want to hear his name called for sure. And uh, we'll definitely miss this guy again, man. I'm going to miss that trash talking, man, uh, yeah, or re- warm my heart. I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but uh, the next guy we want to talk about on defense is Mr. Britt. Now, he, according to all of the people who are projecting where he goes, he is actually projected very late. He's he's projected as a seventh rounder. Um, no one projected him higher than a seventh rounder. Um, he is rated, uh, according to ESPN's Todd McShay, as the 131st overall prospect, making him the number 11th inside linebacker. That is KJ Britt. Um, now, we know he had a very, very slow 40. At pro day, but just want to know your thoughts. I'll start with
2: Mike G. Uh, yeah. I mean, he could maybe not get drafted. <laughs> like, I mean, I think that he'll he'll make somebody see at some point yeah. next year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have a ton here. Listen, man, he's got a good he's got good measurables in terms of build and physical stature right you know six foot you know six six foot 243 um you know uh, he just you know I, I don't think we ever i don't think we got the most out of him at auburn you know i'm unclear on whether that was on him or coaching uh but he'll get a chance to prove that he can make somebody's squad at the next level right like, I, would have, um, I would have liked to have seen him in this defense under mason
0: yeah right? i mean
2: I I would have liked to see... I mean, listen, uh, they wrote his cons up as agility lacking, little versatility, can get stuck guarding the slot receiver, stiff-hipped, limited coverage responsibilities in the last defense, right? Um, And, uh, you know, he played only two games in 2020 after injuring his thumb. So, uh, you know, last year, what did we see, really, of K.J. Britt? So... This will be interesting, man, to see how, again, you know, I'm always fascinated by the evaluation process in the NFL where, you know, it's the better teams can look at a guy and say, nobody, you know, like, I think some of some of the best picks in the NFL are made after the second round. I think that's when it gets real. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson was a third round pick. You know, somebody had to look at him. Uh, a lot of TV teams thought he was too short to play quarterback, you know, and he proved a lot of people wrong. You know, uh, they said a lot of people said the same thing about Drew Brees. I mean, just how people evaluate, like, how they look at these guys is so drastically different from team to team. You know, so I'll be interested to see who looks at KJ Britt and says, you know, uh, he didn't get, we, we don't have a lot of tape on him from last year, but, you know he measures up, and I really think a lot of these guys suffer from not having uh, a, a regular combine. You know, pro day is not the same; it's just not right. Having a, a souped-up pro day w- was just not the same. I mean, does th- Anthony's Schwartz's forty time feels differently at pro day than it would have at the combine, right? The impact of the time he ran was just not the same, right? And so like right. he didn't get a chance to get out there and prove that on that on on that stage. Uh so uh my eyes will be on this one. I mean, because behind him, who else do we have? Like Stove. There was Stove who is I don't think will get drafted. And then uh what was the, the guy, the safety uh Peters. Peters Peters. Right, yeah, that um is coming out. I think he had a year of eligibility left, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Right. You All know? of them did technically because of the yeah. COVID year. But. Yeah, but decided to you know to, to go. Um, so you know, with Brit, you know, hopefully somebody gives them a chance. You know, I, I just think whenever, you know, these guys are gone, you hope that they succeed because listen, man, it's 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 you know, describe, you know, becoming a the road to becoming a professional football player is like hitting the lottery for a lot of these kids, man. Right. Like, you know, if you are in high school that you may have one pro prospect at, on average at high school, that I'm sorry, D one prospect at each high school in a year on average, one, one guy who can play at the D one level. And when you get to the NFL, it's the best of all those one guys at those high schools that mm-hmm. made it to the next. that overcame everything to make it to the next level. Right. So uh, this really, for him, it's going to be about, uh, he needs to, imp- he needed to impress in his interviews he needed to do a lot of other things. He needs to be. He needed to win people all over, man. It's it because it's not going to be about his tape, right? Right. It's going to be about his measurables and his bench press and his, you know, and everything else, all his other other tangibles, you know, other than tape. You know, only playing two games in twenty twenty. Just my thoughts on him. B.
0: Ritz got. He's he's got that imprint that that Travis left on him and on Deshaun Davis to be fair, which is I mean Deshaun Davis was even a little smaller than Britt, which is why he didn't stick in the league too too long. But um, I like Britt. I think he did a lot for himself going to the Senior Bowl and the practices he had. He was actually voted the best linebacker there by the offensive linemen and the opposing team running backs. Like, hey man, we didn't want to see this guy. So that's I think that speaks well. That's that's kind of an interview right there. The senior bowl is is a good way to get looked at because that's that's an NFL team. Yeah. Automatically. And that's some more tape you could put out there. He missed the whole season. He was hurt. Um I, I don't think I don't think he, he was out of place in our offense, uh, excuse me, in our defense. I think the the bad thing for him was that he's playing linebacker about twenty years later than he should have been. Because he could have been like, I don't know. He could have been like an all-time great middle linebacker in the NFL. I'm not all-time great. I'm 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 exaggerating a little bit, but he had everything that you need to stop that three yards in the cloud of dust offense that was still going on 20 years ago. For Sure, For sure. he has that. And and he's a run stopper. He's a run stopper. That's how he plays. He he doesn't care. He's not thinking about his his safety or he's not thinking about his neck. He's trying to take somebody's head off and. That doesn't have the same value when offenses can spread you out like they currently are doing. Um, and, and I love what he did for us. But I remember very vividly that Florida game at Florida. 2019. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, it's like they that was the first time I think we had been coasting for a little while. And we as a team, we were like, all right, are we good. We think we're good because we had beat up on like Mississippi State or something. And we, the offense actually looked really good. And then we went down there. And the defense held up for a while. But a before they him. gave out completely, Dan Mullen stole a couple. And he stole them on KJ Britt. He knew who to put in space. He knew how to put him in space. That that right there was the first time I was like, oh, Dan Mullen is who everybody's still talking like Gus Malzahn is. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the guy who has the scheme and the know-how to manipulate the defense. Oh, okay. I got it, okay. Um, and I, I was like, how did he know? Huh, it was like a, a 70-something-yard touchdown play. It was a long touchdown. I was like, how did he? And then, so, even though everybody hates Danielson, Danielson, you know, went over with a teleprompter. I was like, huh, that was really good. That So somebody watched their film and saw exactly what the draft uh, profile says, which is stiff in the hips. it's so going to struggle in space. And they got him. And right now, if you're going to be seeing... Any anybody, If you're going to be seeing anybody that has a decent quarterback, listen, man, it's going to be hard for you to make a living out there. Man, maybe somebody, I mean, you might still play the Cleveland Browns. They want to run the ball all day. Cool. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, even though Shanahan is not going to be that deliberate about it. I don't know, man. It's, it's tough. Even Even when the run is predictable, NFL teams are doing a lot better job of not being so traditional. And I think that's why he could slide really late. And that's why it's not because he doesn't have value as a player, sure. as a leader. Um, I, he he has the mentals, but man, you gotta you can't you can't teach agility, and you right. can't teach speed, and and so that's let, what's holding him back.
2: So let me interject something that Pro Football Focus wrote on him that I thought was funny, uh, kind of going along with what you said. He said Britt is about twenty years too late. <laughs> He's I I didn't down- even read that. <laughs> he's an early down player, only a <laughs> linebacker, which is hardly a role for most anymore. That's kind of what they wrote about him. So yeah. I can't say that I necessarily disagree with that either. So I mean, he's got to, he's gonna have to evolve. Yeah. That's what I'm reading there. I mean, he's gonna have to evolve if he wants to find a role at the next level. Yeah. Um I
3: yeah, I mean, everybody's already said kind of what I feel about him. Um he's gonna make somebody's team. Where he gets drafted, his draft stock's just going to be hurt, honestly, because he is kind of one-dimensional, right? Like, he's—here's he's, mm-hmm. he's here, here's the thing that is frustrating about him um, from a an evaluation standpoint is that he's smart, so he's always in place, right. right? Like, on the plays that we talked about in that Florida game where he got exposed for, like, having the stiff hips not being—he wasn't far away from the receiver right. that he got burnt by. He was in his hip pocket, right? but he's just mm-hmm. a step too slow to be able to cover anybody in smart, like in, in, as a linebacker in, in those situations when you're, you know, the middle linebacker and on a dime package, you're going to be the guy who's going to be covering somebody in the slot, right? Uh, a little quick slot receiver, a tight end that's going to, and so that guy can, t- it's really his responsibility. It's just to turn and get off you really quickly. If you put him in a one-on-one situation where you're making Brit have to do that sort of thing, he's going to, he's going to get burnt. Um, but, Again, smart defensive coaches realize, I can't put this guy in those situations, so we need to do da-da-da. But smart offensive mind realizes, all right, well, they, they switched him over here. Let's flip the play and we're going to do that, right? So you he's got to learn that sort of thing. But you just can't replace, number one, somebody who is that type of leader. Number two, somebody who you know, I, if I catch you slipping, though, <laughs> It's a wrap for you. Right. Like I'm coming downhill on your running back. If I catch him in the hole, he is he is going to be trying to pick himself up off the off the uh, grass for a minute. You you let me get a little depth and I get to come down on a guy who stopped in front of me in the zone. I'm laying that dude out, too. Right. And so, like, you can't replace that. Like, I don't think he's like super slow. He's just not twitchy right like and right. so you find the right person that puts him in the right type of situation he's going to be good but for all of those reasons sixth round is the highest i see him going honestly if he gets above the sixth round I, i'd be surprised
0: yeah
1: yeah so what do we think guys i i i said it no better than six at best right what's what's worst case
3: mm, i mean, worst. worst case is undrafted free agent
2: yeah. yeah. Or, or or not even that. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know, dude, he's he's got some, you know, he needs he needed to be good all around. There's these some guys who, you know, you see in the draft and you're like, he's trouble. But man, his physical gifts are too are worth the the, the headache. Right. Right. That's not where Britt is at. Right. He needed to be impressive at the again at the intangibles as well, too. Um, You know, he needs to be a good guy. Right. Uh, you know, he needs to be a hard worker. Um, he needs to just show teams that, listen, you know, uh, um, that I may be, you know, outmanned in some areas, but I won't be outworked. And that's where we've seen guys consistently make names for themselves at the next level. Right. He just has to work harder uh, because the guy the, with the natural talent is always going to get the they, they, th- those guys get the first opportunity. You know, and, and when yeah. you look in this draft, I mean listen, you look at that top twenty-five, there are some guys who weren't the most physically gifted, but they outworked everybody to sure. be in the top ten. Right. Sure. Like or top twenty-five you know, or first round uh grade. They just outworked everybody. Um, so uh uh you know, some guys benefit from their system. You know, um my overall take about this draft is is that you know. Damn it, all, Auburn needs to start holding up their end of the bargain for these kids, right? We have to start providing more opportunities for these guys to get taken higher. We just do. Mm-hmm. We have to do better. Yeah. You know, and if yeah. you're watching this and you think that we have done a good job of this, you're wrong. I disrespectfully disagree with you. Yeah, it's 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 hard. Like, because with, with
3: a lot of these guys on defense, right? Like, they look worse on tape sometimes because they're exhausted by the fourth quarter. Well, the fourth and quarter, and, yeah. and they're putting bad tape out there, right? But as right. a defensive guy, if they were able to stay on fresh legs the entirety of the game, I think you see them finish stronger. Um, mm-hmm. And then right. you know, on the offensive right. side of the ball, because our productivity had been so poor, and the type of offense they were running doesn't translate well to the NFL. You don't see a lot of guys get looks outside of. Maybe some offensive linemen occasionally, which we haven't drafted well. I mean, excuse me, haven't um, we haven't done a good job of getting those guys in the last couple of years, and then maybe running back because we're going to lean so heavily on the running back to kind of be the catalyst for our offense. Right. But if you're a, uh, you know, if you're a tight end, a white, like uh, what's the uh, Sal Canella, right? Sal Canella is yeah. a perfect example of somebody right. He came back and wanted. To, he's still trying to get drafted this year. Mm-hmm. He's got. All the stuff that people talk about with these prototypical new tight ends—he's got the body, he's got the speed, he's got the he got all the stuff. Didn't get drafted, you know why? Caught like five balls at Auburn.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Never
3: threw him the ball, and he's a and red he was, zone. And he, monster.
1: and he was impressive when he yeah.
2: got the ball thrown to him, but never There's got the ball. There's
3: literally no reason why Sal Canella couldn't have been playing on Sundays if he had been able to put the right film on out there,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and if you watch a day, <laughs> listen, man, he came to Auburn. He was born a few years too too late, right? Because uh if, if we're to believe what we saw on the A-day tape, tight ends are gonna get the ball this year. Yeah, man. Right. And I mean, there were some guys who came through that I was glad that, you know, like CJ Yuzuma was another one. Yeah. He 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 made it, but he had to overcome a lot based on the system that he played in, because he rarely got the ball. And he had to take advantage of what really were a handful of opportunities to show that he had any. Yeah acumen to play at the next level right, right. so i mean uh, uh like i said man it's just time for us to start holding up our end of the bargain man i i hope that's what Harson is bringing i hope that this draft class is a stark reminder of why we've fallen behind in the sec arms race somewhat i mean look at the top 25 I, everybody hates when I talk about it, but I, I just think, you know, you gotta face reality, man. The school up the road has like five guys in that 25. And the first round. Yeah. You know, uh uh, uh two receivers, one of them won a Heisman, the other is the quarterback that was throwing them, throwing it to him. One guy who was hurt half the season <laughs> and still going in the first round. Right. And Waddle. Right. Good God, man. Like, we just got to start doing better. Yeah. And, 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 and this is, you know, when we're talking about draft, we, we can't talk about the NFL draft without talking about its effect on our recruiting for the next year. Yep. Are yep. we putting guys in the NFL? Right. The answer is sometimes. <laughs> right. And the sometimes that we do it,
3: and, and the unfortunate reality is we see those guys had talent right yeah like you're seeing guys go to the nfl and they're playing long careers and they're flourishing in those careers mm-hmm. but did you see that same productivity at auburn right no nah. no
1: well it was to me it was a byproduct of having great recruiting classes you recruited some stellar athletes who athleted themselves into the next level right for the mm-hmm. most part yep. it's not more because more. those guys developed to get to the next level right, right. so I actually look back and saw a lot of pro like Malzahn sent a lot of guys to the NFL, but he also averaged what? Almost in the top. What was it? Top 10 since he's been an yeah.
3: Auburn as head coach. Like yeah, I think the lowest he was like 11th or something like that. Which
1: somebody is ought to 17th. get to the league out of that talent you're recruiting. But how much higher could these kids have gone? Right. So my thing is, is like. With the with the guys we have on staff, you have Derek Mason, you got Eason, you got guys who've coached at the next level. Hopefully, these are guys who know what it takes to be successful at the next level and can teach these guys what they need to know to reach their goals, right? Yeah. And so, I'm hoping with this coaching staff, like, and again, it's impressive to see what Harson has done at Boise with the number of players that he's been able to send to the yes. NFL. So, I mm-hmm. am hoping Two's that that trend starts at Auburn. Yeah, right, man. And we're able to develop some kids, even some kids who have flown under the radar, who become studs. We saw that in the Tuberville. So I'm I'm looking forward to a new day at Auburn, where we're not talking about a kid who has fourth, third, second round talent, potentially becoming a, a free agent. Yeah. Right, like right. that needs Let's, to change.
2: Listen, Coach Coach Harson, if for some reason you're listening to this, help us out, bro. Toss us a line. Right. Like do better for these kids because yeah. you're making five million dollars a year. Right. Yeah. And some of these kids are trying to elevate their families out of poverty. Do your job. Right. You know, that's 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 a message, not just for Harson but for any coach. Do your job, man. Like you yeah. got. I mean, a college football coach, you know, I picked the wrong profession, man. You could do a bad job, get fired, and get 21 million dollars. <laughs> Would we'll never have to
0: work again, again. in your life. Right.
2: right. Man. Mm-hmm. You know, and live off the interest. I mean, that's not an opportunity that most people have. And, and, and you know, when, when you hear the stories of these guys who come out of who, against all odds, made it to just to even make it to college. Right. Just to make it to college, and some of them only because of their God-given talent. Give these guys a chance. Your number one job is to be a developer of men. Help turn these boys into men and just give them a shot, man. And if they don't get to play at the next level, hopefully they will go pro at something other than sports. Right. Right? Right. Give them that chance, too. Graduate your players. (laughs) Graduate your players, you know, because if you, I mean, listen, only a small percentage of them are even going to get the chance to play right. at the next level. But, you know, right. like we interviewed Carl Stewart. He's a lawyer. He just passed his bar exam. You know, Devin is a investment banker. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, we've had some smart and talented guys that have come through here and they benefited from a system that gave them a chance not only to play football, but to succeed beyond that. You know, Ronnie Brown's doing well. Jason Campbell is in the media. Like, I mean, these guys, you know, found things other than football to be successful at. Cadillac's Mm -hmm. back coaching, now being a shaper of minds. Caddy, give these guys the same chance you got. Yeah. You know, and and that's what sucks when I look at this this, this draft. I'm just like, man, you know, in a different system, does Stove get more looks? And are we talking about him on this list? Maybe, maybe not. You know, because yeah. there is a, a measure of that that's within their control. Yeah. They and still injuries, have to put in the work. Injuries are still
0: yeah. going to be the the great equalizer all the time. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: You know, but I mean, uh, I, outside of the things that are outside of their control, you know, which is a lot of things that the coach controls, give these guys a shot, man. Give them a shot. Don't play favorites. Yeah. Give the job to the hardest working guy. Give the, guy, give the job to the guy who shows up, does what he's supposed to do, goes to class, stays out of trouble, bust ass for his teammates. That's what we need to see more of. You know, yeah. but, but all, I mean, I, what I hope is gone is all the favoritism. Now, I'm not claiming to know that it was or wasn't happening, but it damn sure seemed like it. You know? i don't think I don't think the best guy always made the field, and this year, what I hope to see is is that maybe there are some surprise names nobody heard about that turn into S e c stars because the hardest working guy is going to win the day and then get his chance at his NFL dream and not miss that because he was buried on the depth chart behind some knucklehead who who squandered his shot, yeah. You know, this is, it's, we just have to do better, man. Listen, what saving is selling up the road is real easy. Come to Alabama and go to the NFL. He doesn't even have to promise guys that he's they're going to start. He didn't need to. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he, he's promising competition. That's clear. If you go there, you're going to have to be the best. Because he's always going to play the best. He's proven that. And I can guarantee you, if you come here and you play, you're the best because that's all we play. We need to start some of that. So this draft, man, it kind of set me. I'm looking at it and I'm just like, man, I'm looking at two names with well, three names. This should be first and second round picks. Seth Williams should have been all SEC, man. There's no way we should be talking about him potentially in the sixth round. Despite whatever I feel about, you know, uh, 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 his shortcomings, he had the potential to be a first or second round. But what he lacked were the opportunities and the leadership to show that. Same with Schwartz, man. Elite speed. How can you be the fastest guy in the country and get an at best third round grade? What? Come on, man. Sherwood, Right. Second rounder, easy. Britt, come on, middle rounder. We got to start doing better for kids. So, I mean, I'm just like, I didn't mean to get on a soapbox about it, but I'm just like, man, I hope Harson changes the culture. Blow this up. Whatever it was that we were watching before, blow it up. Start this thing over, man. And get this program on the right track. We deserve that as fans. We got over 100 people here on a Wednesday night in the off season talking about it because we all give a damn if we didn't you wouldn't be making five million dollars a year so throw Mm -hmm. us a bone back man and just develop we don't need championships in year one that's not what I'm asking for give us a shot stop losing to our rivals right? be LSU at LSU one and three, maybe. Every once in a while. I know it's a hard place to go play. Yeah. Catch up to Alabama some. Some. Right? And start competing and win back the damn state. I am so sick of the best players in our state being automatics for Alabama. There was a time where it was, I mean, listen, man. Uh, do you got, does anybody remember the battle over On Johnson? hmm In-state, man, there was a time when we were winning the players in-state. He turned out to be a pretty good player for us. We're in one of the most fertile recruiting grounds in the country. Win it. Win half of it. But just giving all the players the in doesn't work. So you start with putting a better product on the field, and next year when we're sitting here talking about this draft, We're talking about guys who made the most of their opportunity because the coach gave them a chance. Schwartz deserved a chance, man. Seth Williams deserved better leadership. And for the guys that are still left, they deserve the same. So Mm -hmm. we're talking about more of them in this conversation next year. Bo deserves a chance. He was not going to get it from Gus. I hope that he gets it from Harson, Right? Everybody behind him deserves a chance. Tank is good. He's that dude. He's going to make it. But still, man, don't make it hard on him. You know, give these guys a chance to, to, to live their dreams out because you're living yours. I'm done. Well, the doors mm-hmm. of the War Rapport <laughs> show are open.
1: Uh, May the Lord uh, watch between me and thee <laughs> while we're absent one from another. <laughs> yikes please share this on social media if you're facebook share it there if you're on twitter please add us at the war Report hashtag twr war Room and hashtag get your weight up you can also use those hashtags on facebook if you're on that platform be sure as always to like and subscribe to us on youtube if you haven't already guys Again, I already gave it at The War Report on Twitter as well as IG. We are TW Report on TikTok. We're signing off, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. And as always, War Eagle. War Eagle.
2: War Eagle.